0: always looking for the next book that will keep you up all night? Find it here at the Brennan Book Blog Podcast. Welcome back. I am your host, Kate Brennan, and this is part two of our Creature Double Feature, books that will keep you up all night and are so troubling it's slightly masochistic to read them. Let's dive in, shall we? The Dead Circle by Keith Varney. I was tricked into reading another zombie book. What's the adage? Trick me once. Shame on you. Trick me twice. Shame on me for not giving zombie books a chance. I read The Dead Circle in 48 hours and spent the next week attempting to reconcile my inability to stomach cannibalism. Yeah, I went there with my desire to share the best page turners with my fellow bibliophiles. Of all the books I've read about supernatural post-apocalyptic infestations, this book serves as the most practical guide to how my spouse and I could survive the apocalypse. And perhaps that's what makes the most disturbing zombie selection. It could possibly be recategorized amidst nonfiction or survival guides sometime in the future. Until now, I thought a layperson like myself would be among the first to fall in the zombie apocalypse. But this book gives me hope. So many times, the people that survive are strikingly attractive, never need to go to the bathroom, and are facile with a semi-automatic. I am none of these. The dead circle is gruesome, quirky, familiar, and terrifying. Don't eat while reading, that's all I'm saying. Probably avoid drinking as well. I'll admit, there was a moment about two-thirds of the way through when I thought, maybe it'd be better to turn into a zombie so I wouldn't be eaten by one. That's a truth I don't want to face. I'm not sure if Varney is planning a sequel, but based on the unconventional ending of the first, I pick it up tomorrow. In the meantime, I'll keep this title on my nightstand in case I need some undead tips. And I plan on stocking up on bottled water immediately. Here's a little update as it turns out, Book 2 of the Dead Circle Trilogy has just been released this week, Beneath the Snow. Check it out. The Age of Miracles by Karen Thompson Walker I'm astounded by how many brilliant books seem to slip by unnoticed. The Age of Miracles was briefly featured on the iBooks homepage, and after reading the synopsis, I downloaded a sample. After devouring the sample, I downloaded the rest. Somewhere nearing the end of the book, my husband awoke to find me in bed, shivering under the covers, white knuckles gripping my iPad. He asked me why I was still up so late, and I said, I'm terrified. And he asked, well, why are you still reading that? And I replied, because I can't put it down, I have to finish it. The book is told through the eyes of an 11-year-old girl, starting on the day the earth starts to slow in its rotation. Gaining a minute of time in the day is unprecedented, but not earth shattering. That is until one minute becomes two and two minute becomes three and three becomes four. You get the idea. And the shifting rotation isn't just a nuisance. It affects the very ecosystem down to its core. I kept it together in the book pretty well until whales started washing onto shore. Then I stopped using aerosol and air conditioning because the drastic effects of global warming seemed all too imminent. While it is fascinating, engrossing, and it turns charming and inquisitive, be forewarned. This book is extremely depressing, but oh, sometimes it feels so good to feel bad. In most of these speculative, fictitious worlds, there is somewhere to hide. But when the very Earth is what is in trouble, there is nowhere on Earth to go. And while you were reading at 4 a.m., You can practically hear the earth rotating on its axis as you realize that this delicate miracle is completely out of your control. Unwind Astology by Neil Schusterman. Have you ever read a series that is so disturbing that come 3 a.m., you peek around your bedroom and hold your breath just to make sure nothing is there to get you? This is that series. With The Hunger Games and Divergent receiving such fanfare, I'm not sure why Unwind hasn't garnered as much attention. Schusterman's concept is equally, if not more, disturbing than The Hunger Games, and the writing is more sophisticated than Divergent. The dystology, as Schusterman labels it, paints the harrowing picture of a culture where abortion is banned. But parents may unwind, meaning donate all organs of their child to science prior to his 18th birthday. Talk about a reason to behave. Taking an anti-unwind stance isn't so simple, though, because as a result of this technology, most cancers, diseases, and injuries have disappeared. Subversive, dark, terrorizing, and poetic, the dystology challenges definitions of humanity, soul, and ethics. The books conjure fragments of Logan's Run, set on stationery addressed to Mary Shelley. If you're looking for something to quicken your pulse and make you viscerally nauseous while washing you with lyrical metaphor, this is the series for you. I wrote my first response to Unwind after completing all but the last book. But once I finished the series, I felt compelled to write about the final installment. Undivided by Neil Shusterman And this is why young adult is the most subversive book genre. Like the first three books, I finished book four in about 72 hours. How did I get my hands on it prior to release, you might ask? I accidentally fell upon it in a bookstore, in the stacks, by accident. I'm convinced it was fate. Undivided is a brilliant and satisfying culmination of the struggles of Connor, Risa, Lev, and Cam, full of four books worth of threads woven intricately together. I will not divulge any spoilers here, but I will say that the book managed to make me swallow the bile rising in my throat on more than one occasion. Mary Shelley would be proud. I was alternately horrified for, cheering on, panicked with, and surprised by our sundry heroes. And when this book is inevitably made into a film, quite frankly, I don't think I'll be able to stomach watching it. And I'll say it again. Why isn't this series trumping Hunger Games and Divergent? Or is it, and I'm just out of the loop? Actually, it's the most plausible dystopian scenario of the three which is possibly why we'd like to keep it safely buried just out of sight. When it comes down to it, I can't help but think that the entire Unwind series is about failure, our failure to our youth. And maybe we aren't unwinding them just yet, but we are cutting school funding. And in my home city, closing schools by the dozens. We do shut down their libraries and rec centers so much that flash mobs, and I don't mean the dancing kind, broke out in Philly in the multitudes. We are medicating them with everything from antidepressants to stimulants to good old fashioned sugar and TV. Sometimes I look at our education system in America like some characters look at unwinding and think, what have we done? But in the real world, we've not only abandoned our role as steward to the younger generation, we've greedily taken on the role of playing God. Isn't it amazing how far Mary Shelley was ahead of her time? Don't science and technology now fly at the speed of light? And I wonder if we ever ask, should we? Before we ask, how can we? And beyond that, how parsed are we these days? How willing are we to sell our parts to the highest bidder? How much do we blindly subscribe to the agendas of the conglomerates? As I asked my friend on 14th Street the other day, where is our moral compass? So while the whole dismemberment of teenagers for corporate gain thing is pretty terrifying, what's far more terrifying is that this series is frighteningly plausible in our socio-economic, politically corrupt, media-driven, shame-inducing, fear-mongering climate. And that, my friends, is a whole other matter. Thanks for listening to episode number two of the Brennan Book Blog podcast on page-turning books. If you've got any book lovers in your life, please spread the word. Gnawing at the edge of a tattered paperback for your next great read? Check out our Tumblr at www.brennanbookblog.tumblr.com. Stay tuned for the next podcast with more impossible-to-put-down titles that will make you curse the clock and miss your stop. Until then, read on. The Brennan Book Blog podcast is hosted by Oklahoma City University and is the faculty feature on the BA Live podcast channel. The Brennan Book Blog is written and created by Kate Brennan with producing engineer Gregory DeCandia. Brennan Book Blog encourages all to keep calm and read on.